They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome everyone to our show today. I am excited to share with you our special guest that we have today. And today we have Heather Dominique. Let me tell you just a little bit about her and and a little bit of her story. So Heather Dominique is a woman who is impressively successful and highly sensitive. A former high school drama teacher who collaborated with none other than Bette Midler. What? That's so awesome. I love her. That is so cool. And she is a graduate of NYU where she received her first coaching training, which is super cool. Since 2010, Heather has taught thousands of highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe how to release lifelong limiting beliefs, overcoming fears, and develop new leadership skills in order to make more impact and more income with less effort by doing things differently. So Heather, welcome to the show today. I appreciate you being willing to come on and share your story. So welcome. Thank you. Just so looking forward to being able to sit back and chat and yeah, share our stories. I love that great, format great. about your podcast so much. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Well, we appreciate you being on the show and and yeah, this is what it's all about. We're just having a conversation and just sharing your story. So so Heather, can you share some of your backstory so people kind of know where you started? Because you probably didn't start as a teacher and with Bette Midler and, and all of those things. So share with us a little bit of your backstory. Yeah, yeah, it is really so amazing when we take a moment to just kind of stop and reflect on our stories, right? Which right. I think is, again, part of what I love about your podcast, because it really shows how it isn't about arrival, but it's literally about all these little pieces along the way that end up connecting into this next experience and the next experience and next experience. So I will share kind of a snippet of my story and just trust you and your expertise to dive us in wherever else might be helpful and success and supportive. Um, My first career was as a high school drama teacher, and I did work with Bette Midler, and I love that it sounds like super glamorous. In truth, I was working at an inner city school in the Union Square area of Manhattan, and it was a special school at that time because it was sectioned into what was called 
houses. So it took a very large school and brought them into these small learning environments. And I worked in what was referred to as the performing arts house. And each house had a business partner sponsor. And ours ended up being Bette Midler. She oh is a philanthropist. <laughs> She, you know, just takes it upon herself to support the communities that she lives in. So I really, truly had like this amazing experience of working really closely with her. We turned a traditional kind of, you know, rat caddy public school classroom into a back black box theater. She donated costumes from her tours that we reconstructed into costumes for the first musical production that had been done in that school in over 30 years. And it was really a, an amazing experience. I loved my students. I loved the work that I was doing. And yeah, I was very confined by the system. So I was very frustrated by the limitations of the, the public school system. And I, I think looking back, it's that that really inspired me to enter into a space of being self-employed. Although at the time I had no idea what I was doing. I literally came from an education background. So I entered into being self-employed and things like marketing and technology were just all super brand new to me and very, very terrifying. So I began to apply spiritual principles that I had been using to support myself in my own life and some difficulties and tragedies that I had experienced, including the death of my mom when I was 14. I took that and applied that to the terror, the anxiety that I was feeling about being self-employed. And that really supported me in being able to make that transition, to make that launch into this new way of being, this new way of living, this new way of working. And I really was able to like attend a lot of conferences, uh, be a part of a lot of trainings, work with different coaches. And through all of that, build my business to the seven figure mark at randomly about seven years into being self-employed. And, um, you know, I always like to say, like, I wish that I could say that was like this amazing magical moment and the sky opened up and balloons rained down and <laughs> Don't we all wish. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, none of that happened. That was not true. It was actually the exact opposite. I found myself massively, massively overwhelmed, massively overworked, massively overexhausted. Yes. And it was that experience that led me to to understand and learn that I was a highly sensitive person. And that's when I would say there was a real uh, pivotal moment. And when I understood that, I started doing everything in my work differently. And that really led to the mentoring, the teaching, the training that, you know, I provide for other highly sensitives now who are also self-employed and, and feel called into leadership. So there we go. A little bit of the arc. 
Awesome. Thank you for the backstory. That was really great. I do want to ask you a couple questions. You said that you lost your mom at 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we know, that's an unbelievable thing to have to go through as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I do want you to address that just a little bit for our listeners, because I'm sure they'll want to understand kind of where you were there and how that emotional side. And I'm guessing that's where the sensitive side comes in is from going through such a hard time that sometimes helps you tap into some of those sensitive areas. And when you talk about that as these leaders and entrepreneurs being sensitive, I'm guessing you mean intuitive and that kind of thing. Is that what you're saying? I just want to clarify that. For sure. Well, it's so interesting because the concept and the definition of being a highly sensitive person is far from language coined by me. It really comes out of research from the mid-1990s. One woman in particular who was really well known for her research in the highly sensitive person movement is Dr. Elaine Aaron because she wrote the book, The Highly Sensitive Person. But basically, Mm -hmm. in short, research from that time shows that there are 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive. And in real, real short, what that means is that if you are a highly sensitive person, if you are one of the 20%, your nervous system is wired to take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who's not highly sensitive. So I really appreciate that you asked about the loss of my mom and that connecting to the sensitivity because though being a highly sensitive person is biological, it's physiological, the experiences that we have as a highly sensitive person, especially at a young age, will determine how we are or are not able to work so well with our sensitive nature and experiencing trauma impacts or heightens, according to the research, the experience of being highly sensitive. So I would say for sure, both really played a part in my experience of just what it was to grow up basically as a young woman with out a mother and as an only child. And then also how that contributed to how I was not well equipped to work with my highly sensitive nervous system. Mm. The work that I do now is really about training highly sensitives to be equipped. And that does lead to exactly what you were speaking to, which is that when you are equipped, when you are trained with how to work with your highly sensitive nervous system, then yes, it really gives you access to some incredible strengths and intuition is absolutely one of those top 12 strengths. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that. I was pretty sure that's what you were talking about, but I just want to clarify for our listeners because other people are like, "Mm, is that what she means or not? So I always like to clarify that. I too had lost a brother at a very young age. I was 18 and lost my brother. He was 23. Mm. Super, uh, it was to suicide. So that was even worse. It was just super difficult. 
And I also had abuse in my childhood. And so I too am very sensitive and very intuitive and, and have tapped into that side too. So I can relate with where you were as a young child and going through that, being highly sensitive already, and then having these traumas and then emphasizing that. And that's exactly the same kind of scenario that I went through. So uh, you take that now and you work with other leaders, other women that maybe have some of these sensitivities that they aren't aware of how to use them. Mm-hmm. And you take that and help them magnify that. Is that mm-hmm. what I'm hearing? Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Very, very cool. And so by doing so, you have helped women entrepreneurs and leaders to actually bring in more income. Can you give us an example of what you might do to help them just to give us an idea of what you do, of how you would bring that out to help them Mm -hmm. to magnify their income more? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's so fascinating my journey with understanding first learning then understanding and then embracing being a highly sensitive person and when I learned that I was highly sensitive first and foremost I was like oh no not like one more thing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and you know, my early experiences as I started to coach and mentor others was that was a a very typical response is that for those of us who are highly sensitive, we didn't want to be highly sensitive. We saw it as a weakness, um, as a detriment, something that was working against us. So the work that I do in the highly sensitive leadership training programs starts first and foremost with an orientation process. And that orientation process is all about orienting to yourself and learning about who you are as a highly sensitive person through a different lens, Mm -hmm. a lens using tools and teachings that help support you in using your nervous system as a tool to work for you rather than this aspect about your nature that feels out of your control and as if it's working against you. So that part of the process is massively pivotal and and truly transformative and life-changing for our Business Miracles community members. There's a real shift in how members see themselves, how they're able to go about being productive in their businesses, in their lives, and then therefore enter into different experiences. So it's that part of the process that then leads a highly sensitive entrepreneur and leader into a space where they start doing everything differently. And as a result, being able to generate income in new ways or in different ways to be able to experience receiving income 
while simultaneously really creating a very positive impact for those that they're here to serve. So it becomes this dual process of a real fulfilling sense of purpose. And that is a, a very powerful and motivational combination for those of us who are highly sensitive. You know, one of the things that I often say is that, you know, what motivates those of us who are highly sensitive to be self-employed is this feeling, this calling that does often, there is a sense often that it is bigger than who we are, as if it's like something we have to do, which is to learn, excuse me, to use our, our traits, to use our highly sensitive nature to help others. And when you are able to then partner that with being fully compensated well in exchange, it's this beautiful propelling acceleration way of, yeah, just being in the world versus when often a highly sensitive is untrained their gifts kind of feel like they don't really have agency around them. And you're giving because you feel that calling, but often to the cost of your well-being. Mm-hmm. And that's the the shift that we we really make in the in the leadership training program. Okay. So you you take them through this process, you find that sensitive side that is their specialty or their something that makes them unique, I guess. And you take that and then help them to find ways to serve others using that. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, not so much, only because most members who come into the leadership training program are already in business. Mm-hmm. but they're really struggling, right? Or they are already in a um, service leadership position, but they're really struggling. And the reason why they're struggling is because they haven't yet learned how to, again, use their nervous system, right? To really have the nervous system work for them. So uh, they're, for example, might already be self-employed, but they're just having the experience of like working, 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 working with very little to show for it, mm-hmm. right? Or the experience of being self-employed and having like all the most amazing, beautiful products, like the beautiful, beautiful website that like totally like gorgeous courses and no one is in them or they're in a a career position and they're just totally having the experience of just being worn out and burnt out. So um, they're already aware of that call, right? Mm -hmm. To be of service, but are not yet trained of how to do it, to go about it in a way that doesn't create massive cost. Uh, you know, to their physical well-being, to their financial well-being, to their spiritual well-being. So that's then the work that we do. We take what already is a calling and we look at, okay, how are you now meant to go about this differently? 
mm-hmm. understanding who you are as a highly sensitive person. And again, being able to have that work for you. Mm-hmm. And that's really where the shift comes in. And there's a different approach, which then leads to less effort, which automatically then leads to being able to create more impact, right? Because you're not like exhausted and Mm -hmm. completely overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. like a puddle on the floor. And then therefore, you know, also be able to more effortlessly lead to more income. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Thank you so much for clarifying Mm -hmm. that. I appreciate it. So it definitely is a thing where you're taking these women, they understand what their gift is or what their calling is in life, I guess. And then you just take that, magnify it, maybe fix some of the hiccups or some of the things that they don't maybe know how to handle. And you take them, change them, shift until they start moving in the right direction. And as an entrepreneur, I totally understand the work till you're dying. I did that, done it for years and then decided, okay, this, there's gotta be something else different to do here. And when you step back and take a minute and just evaluate and, and revamp, it makes all the difference. It really does. And I think that instead of working harder, you work smarter. Mm-hmm. because you know what your mission is in life and you focus on those things and not everything, which is, mm-hmm. I think what entrepreneurs do. I know mm-hmm. I, I focus on way too many things all at once and you really need to just narrow down. So it sounds like you're really just helping them kind of pinpoint things and get them on the right path. Maybe even shift some mindset. Is that part of what you do as well? I would say that's an effect of Right. So again, for the highly sensitive person, it really comes down to understanding and learning about their nervous system and what is happening, uh, you know, without even the highly sensitive person being aware of it, but like these patterns that have just been put in place based on being untrained and just not knowing right? Not anyone ever really taking the time to teach them to no one's fault, just literally like it being not in the social zeitgeist. If we are only 20% of the entire global population, it just makes sense that most education programs, most, um, you know, trainings or any other form of learning environment is designed for the other 80%. So it does become about like, okay, wait, that will work. That system, that formula, that approach will work for someone who's not highly sensitive, but it won't necessarily work for me. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with me because I can't do it in the way that that teacher or that coach is instructing me to do it. It's just, I have to go about it a little bit differently to be able to work with my nervous system. Mm -hmm. So when you say like, you know, not working harder, but working smarter for the highly sensitive person, that's part of it, but it's actually really also about working differently Mm -hmm. and really taking an, an a willingness to take an entirely different approach. And that's very challenging, 
Mm-hmm. Right. Like when you look around you and you're like, well, everybody else is doing this and it seems to be working for everybody else. There tends to be, and this is where the mindset piece comes in. There tends to be this automatic equation of like, oh, there must be something wrong with me because that is working for somebody else and that other person and that other person and that other person, 80% of the people, but it's not working for me. So there must be something wrong with me. So we go to work around those types of limiting beliefs, those neural pathways and shift them into a place of like, oh, wait, I'm different, but that doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And just different. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then what are the different ways that I will go about marketing, selling and operations in my business? Or what are the different ways that I will show up in the relationships in my life? Or what are the different ways that I will go about being a part of this organization or that board bringing my unique 20% into it? So that's really, yeah, the, the heart of the, the process of the journey. Okay. So how do you find those things for them? I'm curious. Do you have a system, a pro, you know, your program, of course, but is there something that you actually put them through to find out that? And when you say those things, just so I'm clear and not assuming. When you talk about taking their gifts and amplifying them to where it's working for them instead of against them. So what do you put them to, to find out what they're doing that's not working and then put them on the right track to get them to do the things that are working? Yes. So, you know, first and foremost, anyone who's in the highly sensitive leadership training programs, they already know that they're highly sensitive, right? So that's an assessment that you take either through Dr. Elaine Aaron and her work or, you know, an adaptation of the assessment that I've created for those who are called to entrepreneurialism. So everyone knows, okay, I'm a highly sensitive person. Mm -hmm. So with that, there's some common aspects about our traits. And so, for example, I've identified what I refer to as the top 12 shadows of being a highly sensitive entrepreneur and leader, the top 12 strengths of being a highly sensitive entrepreneur and leader. I've also identified the three common coping mechanisms that we tend to default to as highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders. And that is kind of like our base language, if you will. Okay, That made a lot more sense. So now I kind of understand what you're talking about. Yes. So you really just find out where they're at in those areas. And then that kind of tells you how you're going to lay out this system for them, like yes. what works for them a little bit better and really personalized, very personalized. And it's really about, you know, tools and teachings and trainings that I've developed over the years, just because I've been doing this work, you know, for the mm-hmm. amount of time that I have that help the highly sensitive person to know themselves. And so for example, like, oh, I tend to really experience these shadows. Okay, I can use this tool to help me with those shadows so that I can shift them into strengths. Or, oh, this really tends to trigger me into my coping mechanism of pushing. So I can turn to this tool and this teaching to help me shift from coping into more of my highly sensitive strength of creating and being a creative. 
And so then that's the way that the highly sensitive person, the entrepreneur and leader is utilizing the tools, the teachings, the trainings themselves to really, again, understand themselves better, know themselves better, and then therefore begin to make different decisions, take different actions and have different experiences. Okay, that really explained a, a whole lot better. Thank you. Thank you for going a little more in depth with that. So you have something that people could take a look at or to just get a taste of what you're doing? Oh my gosh, yes, of course. So we have uh, what we refer to as a starter kit, which is about the top three coping mechanisms. And a coping assessment that you can take that will help you identify like, oh, do I default to the coping mechanism of pushing or hiding or combo plattering? And now how I can begin to work with that and go about shifting into a creation space, which is very much needed as an entrepreneur or leader. So that's a great place to start. Okay. Um, my book, which just came out within the last month or so, is also a great guide to beginning your journey as and a- What is your say. book? Sorry, say again. What is the name of your book? Just so the so name of the book is Different, The Highly Sensitive Leadership Revolution. Oh, okay. Well, very good. We'll have to check that out. So where I, I will make sure and have a link for them, but where could they purchase that? Is it through Amazon or through other? Yes. You can go right to www.differentthebook.com and that will lead you to all of the purchase avenues, whatever choice works best for you. Perfect. Perfect. So you have a book for them. Now, how could they get the starter kit? Where could they go to get that? Starter kit is at www.businessmiracles.com. So businessmiracles.com. And you'll find the book there as well if you want to do the, you know, two birds, one stone thing. Oh, okay. Okay. So that, that makes it a little bit easier. So businessmiracles.com. We'll make sure and have those in the show notes as well. For those that want to just click on the link and be able to find it. Heather, is there anything else that you would like to share with us about this before we are done today? And then I'm going to ask you one last question. I think the only thing I would share is that, you know, if you've been listening and the concept of being a highly sensitive person is new to you, but there's some things that you're hearing that are resonating either for a sense of like, oh, this might be for me or, oh, this might be something about my child that I've wondered about or a friend or colleague. I would say just definitely look into it more deeply it really makes a difference to understand that not everyone is wired the same way and that's okay. And you can begin to, you know, either work with yourself or work with loved ones or, you know, even people who are on your team in a different way. So everyone is, is really benefiting by and through the difference uh, that a highly sensitive person brings to any situation. Yes. And I will agree with that hundred percent. I think that we, that are highly sensitive are meant to be here to help people. That's just for sure. Absolutely. There's no Absolutely. doubt about it. 
Well, Heather, one last question, and that is, what is something that you would share with somebody that is this overworked individual not making the income that she wants to make? She's struggling. She's worked herself to death and really wants to get ahead. What really helped you to shift your self from that person to where you are today that could help her? In short, very, very short, I would say what helped me is the willingness to change Mm. and the, the willingness to let go of some ideas, some beliefs about what I was convinced had to be in order to have the things that I wanted and to recognize that those ideas, those thoughts, those beliefs were actually creating that experience of being overwhelmed, of being overworked. And I had to be willing to change those ideas, those thoughts, and those beliefs. And that is what led me to being able to have a different experience, which I'm so grateful for. So it can be scary for sure. There's a reason that you've been doing the things that you've been doing in the way that you've been doing them up until now. Mm-hmm. And it is about like, well, what's more important to me that I continue the way that I've been continuing or I face the fear of the unknown and the change and take the leap that it actually at least will be different, if not even better. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for sharing that with us today. And thank you for being here, sharing this amazing company and what you're doing to help these women. I think it's wonderful. I think that it's great that you're using your gift to help them find their gifts and, you know, magnify those. So we just appreciate you being on the show today and sharing your story. Mm, Thank you so much, Donna. Again, really appreciate your podcast. Oh, thank you. All right. And we will make sure and give all the notes and the links for her. So make sure and look for that in the show notes. Thank you again, Heather. And this is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.